Hey friends, here's a quick episode to start off your week. It's a conversation with the three people behind the brand new From the Attic video series. It's a project that focuses on live Winnipeg music based out of Argyle Studio. Before we get to the episode, I just want to give a huge shout out to everyone who supports the show on patreon.com slash witchpolice. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to a ton of bonus content. You can get uh, access to checking out the episodes before they come out as podcasts. You can get album, artist, and song recommendations from over 70 local musicians. You can get interviews that I've recorded for other platforms that you haven't heard before, and all kinds of really cool bonus stuff. So again, that's patreon.com slash witchpolice. If you go on there right now, you can get advanced listen to the next two episodes and so much more. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with uh, two people who are involved. Oh, well, actually, before I even get to who you are, one of the things that uh, has kind of happened since the pandemic happened is that a lot of people have been making use of, of video and streaming and, and different ways of recording and putting their music out there. And uh, I've actually been talking to quite a few people who have used this method, whether it's recording live performances and releasing them later or trying to get uh, live streams happening, even now after you know things have eased up venues are open, shows are happening, and the two guests on the show today are people who are doing that very thing. You have a series that's just started, um, launched with a live performance by the Greg McPherson Band, and you have a pretty awesome lineup of local artists coming up soon. Uh, I think the best way to kick this off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and maybe give a bit of background about the project. Uh, I'm Cam Lepke, and uh, I had this idea for this video series, uh, and... And I hope you people watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> I'm Mike uh, Rakuma. I just kind of help out with all this stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I was saying in the in the beginning there, I mean, you have a, a pretty lengthy list of, of artists that you've uh, either recorded or will be recording. And kicking it off with Greg is a pretty big one uh, as far as like a you know a well well known, well loved local name and someone who's been involved in the music scene for a long time. I guess the first thing I wanted to ask was what was the um selection of artists like? How did you choose who you were gonna be featuring in this? And um yeah, let's go from there. Well it started that it was uh uh Manitoba film and music grant for sustainable for my recording studio and I'm not the most uh, professional grant writer so I got Greg McPherson to help me write the grant 
and I got it by, I'm not sure how, but <laughs> I guess he's a great writer. And I said, you're going to be the first band that we do. And he's like, no, it's okay. Like help these other bands. I'm like, no, like <laughs> help me. I'm going to help you. <laughs> so I kind of forced them into coming to play. Forced them to help and then forced them. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> But aside from him, I mean, that seems like an obvious reason to, to get him to go to be on it first. But did, did you have are these just bands that you all that you listen to and and like, or were you trying to aim for certain genres and, and demographics? Uh, well, I'm a fan of all the bands that I work with, so it's was a pretty easy selection so far. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people involved in the bands are people that we uh, work or collaborate with, like at the Goodwill or just friends or friends of friends, you know, just stuff within our circle. So who do you have coming up as, as some examples of, of other artists that are uh, in, in the pipeline? Uh, uh, releasing tomorrow is Fold Paper, which is uh, a band that uh, Shell, he actually works at the Goodwill. Okay. And it's a newer project. And the drummer is the drummer from the Greg McPherson band. So Rob was telling me about it and said, like, this is really good. Like, you should listen to it. And I said, I got a better idea. I'm going to listen to it and record it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And then we have, like, Amos, the kid who worked at the Goodwill a million years ago. Kelly and, and Alex from oh, yeah, Alex, Paper right. also both work at yeah, here. Yeah, I at forgot Alex worked here is new in that band. So it's a very and, uh, part of the very incestuous local music scene, right? Everyone's yeah, got connections with each other. The whole music scene in Winnipeg is is a very incestuous group already, so but we branch out from time to time as well. You know, like there's some less connected. Yeah, it sounds like Tom is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh like uh we have Anthony OKS from The Lytics. Yeah. I've worked with a few times before and I did sound for them in Germany uh, last summer. So we've become good friends and and uh, he's going to do a session with us. Cool. Is this microphone too far away now? No, That's Tom Hellers. Well, maybe, maybe now that you're here, if you want to introduce yourself and just uh, give a little info on what you're doing with the project. Uh, my name's Tom Elvers. Uh, I'm in charge of, I guess, the video aspect and more of the visual aspect of the the project. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just doing the, the camera work and the editing and the color and stuff. And uh, Mike's helping me up with helping me out with the logos and all the visuals, that visual side of it. Well, how much work goes into each one of these? Because, I mean, you know, you have the, the it's a full live performance and you have other footage of, of, of the city and, and things kind of interspersed in there. It's got to be a pretty uh, labor intensive project to get get the sound right, get the video right, get the the logos, things like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd say we put a lot of hours into it. Um, I mean, it helps that we started in the summertime. We started shooting back in when was it? August or September? Or yeah, I remember like I saw was watching the the B-roll stuff and we're all wearing short sleeve shirts and sweating. It's like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. When was that? <laughs> yeah. So it helps um, that we weren't, you know, on a super huge time pinch for it. So we were really just sort of banking performances. Um, and even like a lot of the B-roll, the driving around, like we, we got that in an afternoon. I think we just sort of did a couple laps around where the studio is and went down Selkirk, went down Maine, came back around. 
Down Portage, yeah. Down Portage, yeah. How, so. how important was that, having that kind of footage in there too, just sort of showing the city, showing the area, showing the neighborhood? Because um, it, it, it adds to it, right? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, there's there are lots of other people doing performances in the city and, I mean, showcasing good live music and local bands, which is, is great, but there's like, I guess that's sort of the cinematic element of showcasing the city for other people who aren't from here, who don't, you know, know anything about our city. And even for the people who are, who are from here, um, just, you know, a couple, couple images, a couple spots, you know, it, it, uh, it sort of ties things in a little bit together, especially for Greg. Greg was a good, good one for those shots to go on. Uh, a lot of his music is really about the city and about, you know, what's going on here. Yeah. And I think at first, Cam didn't really want people to know where the studio was, but was that kind of tossed out the window? I well, don't know. people still don't know exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we know roughly. Just because it's it's in like a in like a warehouse in uh, the north end, right? Kind of like built into a giant warehouse space. Yeah, it was like a like a ten thousand foot warehouse space, and I built uh, like a whole st- space inside of the space, like an insulated it. And- Right. It was just freezing cold and stuff, right? So it's inside this other. It used to be uh, a bowler camper factory where they were made back in the seventies. Giving hints. <laughs> <laughs> well, that they kind of uh, not, not the location of the studio specifically, but just that that idea of, of sort of showing where this is and, and that, that identifying the place with with the with the, that footage. I guess who was this originally intended for? Like, are you hoping to showcase Winnipeg and Winnipeg artists to a wider audience, or is it mainly for people who are already here, already having opportunities to see some of these bands locally on a on a semi regular basis? Well, I, I think that uh, originally, I thought that it would just be Winnipeg Winnipeg style, but now that it I see it and hear it, like it, I think it looks. A thousand times better than I thought it would. So I think that I hope that we can continue doing this after these few are done and it can be a national thing, international thing, you know? Like I know the viewers can be from wherever, but I'm hoping to get. We also have another band lined up from Edmonton, from BC. Oh, BC. Oh, cool. And we're going to be recording. So it is becoming a national thing. But also, um, like, there's there's such a viewership like outside of Winnipeg because there's so many like expats you know like um, so many Winnipegers live all over the place now and they want like to see that piece of what's going on at home right like they want to see they want to see those little clips of the city too that's what I with the bands and they want to know what's going on that's there. what I think will draw people to to the videos even more is like like oh god remember that like those like the slow motion like it was like literally 40 below that day we shot yeah, that was, stuff like yeah. you can just see how cold it is we tried flying the drone and it was- we'll be able to get <laughs> a lot more b-roll like once the weather uh chills out a little but having that cold weather footage that kind of really adds to the winnipegness of it all too right For definitely sure. uh, yeah no it's it's definitely uh it's not easy to shoot in the wintertime, but it definitely pays off when you get some of those cold shots. Is this something that, I know you just kind of touched on this a minute ago, but is this something that you, you hope to continue sort of in an ongoing way? Like, you know, and I realize you have a bunch that you've already done and a few more on, on the way, but once those are over, do you see this as an ongoing project, as something you'll 
keep doing sort of indefinitely? I I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. It would be nice. Like I know for the audio, it's about five hours per song to mix. Okay. And so, like the next one is four songs, so that's twenty hours of my time. So hopefully that it pays off where I can at least pay for that time where I'm missing other work to do, you know? Yeah. And I know, like Tom is even longer with the video editing. Yeah. Like the shooting of it is so fast. Like it's like a whirlwind. A few hours. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I can breathe. And then it's like, oh, I got to sit at the screen and edit all this stuff and put it all to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. At first... We were just sort of still just coming out of the haze of of the pandemic and stuff and we were just i mean even looking at the stuff the first ones that i shot i was kind of rusty we were just kind of like we're not throwing it together but just sort of uh you know just showing up but now that it's like cam said you know when we sort of put it all together and realized like this is pretty pretty good we should take this a little bit more seriously and um just even having the studio like i'm I've been doing video for a lot of years, whereas, you know, audio is really what I was doing first. Um, I graduated from Mid-Ocean back in 2009, so okay. that was kind of what I was saw myself doing, and then I kind of went down the video road. So now having the studio with Cam and having, like, a space where it's kind of the meeting of these two things where I can, can do the audio and can do the video, it's kind of like I see myself putting a lot more effort and time into into this project and you know other things in the past they they piddle out or thing other things come about but i feel like yeah like you know if we can get some sort of funding and get some some money rolling in i think is the biggest thing and then uh yeah we'd love to keep to keep yeah. doing it i think the hope now that these are starting to drop is to get some kind of funding or maybe get some more grants even or s- sponsors something to help kind of pay for it because it is a lot of work for sure do you, do you have at this point like kind of a wish list of bands you'd like to do uh, with this project? Or is the goal sort of to more so focus on bands that are already working with the studio? Just because I imagine that is a little easier because you already have the connection there. Right. Uh, I would, uh, to me, I would rather have, like I, those bands that are going to be working in the studio already that we can already take advantage of like, oh, let's take, a day of this session and do a live thing. Yeah. Like that with uh, Block Parents, a new band, and because they were already recording. And, but I would like to have just like bands and uh, artists that we hand select, you know, like. And also keep it like pretty, pretty broad. Like keep, yeah, keep, keep it like a little bit of everything. Yeah, and even just not, whether it be this series or not, you know, just drawing attention to the studio, you know, just another thing for band, another place for bands to go check out on the way through town, whether it be local or, or on tour. You know, I know Winnipeg is a place when you're touring that it'd be easy to skip. Yeah. <laughs> just depending on, you know, like, unless you're tapped in and know what's going on, like, there's just not a whole lot going on here. So for whether you're, you know, obviously the smaller bands hopefully don't skip, but but yeah, just another place for for people to go when they come here and things to do, you know, record, get video content, and just m- more genres. Like I'm, I'm pretty uh, 
focus recording wise on uh, a certain genre that I like and yeah. feel like I know what's going on. But I'm I'm open to doing like we have some hip hop stuff and we have some oh yeah I got mine. like country yes kind of stuff and we did some singer songwriter stuff. Yep. Crabstall shirt on. I yeah. have one of those hoodies. Those are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's also part of the studio, but he's uh, doing his own thing and is not involved with this, unfortunately. Yeah, well, shout out to that. We got uh, Argyle Lodge is the other half of uh, Argyle Studio. I guess the other control room. So that's that's where Crab Skull is working out. Cool. What's the best way for people to find this now? I mean, I know it's on YouTube. Uh, it's on. You have various social media accounts that are connected to the show. How do people track it down? Uh, ArgyleStudio.ca will have all the new videos and links and yeah it'll just link you to the youtube but it'll have all the yeah. contact information also subscribe to the youtube channel oh yeah yeah subscribe to our youtube we have that would like be the best way yeah 47 subscribers since the greg video dropped so yeah we're trying to hit 100 so we can uh hit official status or whatever and get our stream you can get our streaming uh, ability and all that and, and the, uh, the release schedule is once a week I think that's how uh, it's tentatively going. planned as once a week. Yes. Yeah. There should be something coming out tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, I can uh, get it uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, by yeah. the time this comes out, it'll already be over. Then. So, but but, yeah. but <laughs> is Thursday kind of the day you're aiming for weekly for releases? Or? Um, I guess it's Thursdays and Fridays. Thursdays and Fridays. But yeah. uh, we, uh, Tom has his editing computer at the Goodwill, and the internet is so spotty here. Being downtown is like right. the whole uploads thing is like takes hours and the internet here if it drops you got to start all over again like that first one you did like three times or something <laughs> <laughs> well i guess it's something too that you just uh you probably find ways as you as you go along too to, to speed up the process and and absolutely it's it's been getting easier each time each video has been getting uh smoother and smoother like i said i was a little rusty coming out of covid but yeah it's definitely coming together and and uh yeah it's streamlining the process and just learning how to work smarter 